Hello and welcome to the Everything With Val podcast, hosted by me, Valerie DePau, where we talk about life, current events, and travel. Today's episode, I really wanted to talk about something that has become a huge part of my life. This huge thing is reading. At the beginning of 2020, I really wanted to read more, so I set myself the goal to listen or read a book a month, which kind of went on its own axis and became its own thing, because as everyone around the world knows, everything sort of shut down. So last year, I ended up reading over 70 books, and to date this year, I've read 19 books. Some of these I also didn't finish, but that was because I just didn't think they were good enough to finish, so that's a whole different story. But since then, I have suggested a lot of books and the number one question I've always gotten, well, sort of two main questions I've always gotten is, how do you read so much and why do you think that people should read more? And that is something that I will hopefully answer for everyone today. So why do I think you should read more? I will answer this firstly by answering why did I decide to read more last year? It's something that growing up I was quite fond of I think I would read maybe between like 6 and 20 books a year it sort of varied especially if anyone sort of read Matt Cabot books the person that wrote like the princess diaries and stuff I fell deeply deeply in love with the twilight books I know that it was even included in my graduation speech from one of my teachers that he made fun of me for thinking that it was actual literature still believe that it is actually just a probably unpopular opinion but Because of those books, it allowed me to, you know, imagination would run wild and all of these things. But I think the number one thing for me last year, the reason that I wanted to read is because I genuinely didn't feel that stimulated in terms of learning and development. And I was like, the number way that I can take control of that and make my own opportunities of that is by learning, well, by reading, as it were. And I truly think that it doesn't really matter how you read but not like obviously reading as the actual verb, but just reading in general, whether you listen to it, you, yeah, you read it itself, whatever that looks like for you, do that because, well, the journey is not the same, the destination is. And I think there is something so beautiful about that. For example, I read and listen to books, but Eric, my, yeah, my summer, my boyfriend here in Sweden, he only listens to books and we get to talk about all of our favorite things of a lot of books that I will mention at the end of this episode. And I really love that. I mean, it doesn't change really much. We still get to learn the same things. It's just a different way of exploring those avenues. So the reason that I truly wanted to do that is because I genuinely felt that I didn't have enough stimulation in terms of learning and development. And the second was my mental health sucked. It was in a pretty bad place. And I really felt the same as I did when I was younger is that Reading is a way, not as it were to escape, but you can sort of sit down with a book. And I talked about this in another episode of the podcast where I truly think that reading is a form of meditation for me. I'm able to step out of my myself, as it were, and step into someone else's shoes and listen to someone else's journey. And I think that it teaches you so much, especially with books that really leave you hanging on a cliff. I mean, an example of this is I just read a book by, by the name of City of Thieves. I will actually just look up the author's name because I just thought about this on the spot right now. So City of Thieves, it's a book about two people who were caught stealing. One was sort of a a deserter from the uh, Russian army because it's set in Russia in the Second World War. 
and two people are caught who are one was thought to be a thief and a deserter the other was a thief stealing from a paratrooper that had, on the german front had fallen down and thought he was stealing from him and a russian general had set out this impossible mission because his daughter was getting married and they wanted to bake a cake and they couldn't find eggs in the middle of russia during world war ii this was at the peak of the war and he sent them out on a mission to go and find 12 eggs so that his daughter could have a cake for her wedding and it's it's an incredible book. It's by David Benioff. I am so sorry if I'm absolutely trashing that name. But it, as I said before, it's set during the times of World War II in Russia's Leningrad in 1942. And while I can understand that the story sounds a little bit crazy, but I finished this book about a week and a half ago and I have not spent a single day not thinking about it since. The principles, the morals, everything about this book has still stood with me and I think that is the number one thing that I love about reading is that it can just sit with you for such a long time that you maybe do things differently you problem solve differently you do so many things differently this one taught me a lot about gratitude humility resilience everything and anything in between in those categories so I really recommend it it is not for everyone I can completely understand that but I genuinely think that it is one of the best books I've ever read just because of the things that it leaves you with. So those are some of the things. And then, I mean, reading in general, I really enjoy it. And I really wanted to improve my written English. I really struggle with grammar and sort of construction. Sometimes, like, vocally, I can express myself what I think sometimes is pretty well, sometimes absolutely not. So I definitely wanted to improve that. And then your language skills and gain a deeper understanding of, of people around the world, you're able to view different cultures you're able to experience other people's struggles heartaches wins losses everything by reading about them so you can become also someone who perhaps has more creativity and flexibility to different areas of your life and while a lot of these things i also did research on is like what are the benefits of reading from like a sort of scientific perspective but a lot of them i've experienced because of the things that i have read as well and I feel pretty grateful for the fact that I can read non-fiction, fiction, almost everything. The only one that I have not found the deep love for is the classics. And I think that stems from the reason that I think a lot of people just don't want to read, which is the fact that in school, when we were not forced, but we were asked to read a lot of the classics, I just really didn't like them. And when I say I didn't like them, I just didn't find any joy from, from them. I think forced reading is the one way to kill the joy of reading. It's the same when I did my master's degree. And Donal and I had spoken about this in our episode. When you force me to read, I won't enjoy anything. It can be the greatest novel ever. And I probably won't enjoy it because I'm forced to read it. So that has definitely become something. But definitely creativity and flexibility. I feel it also reduces a lot of stress because you can completely dive into another person's world. So for me, mentally and from an anxiety perspective, it was just something that was such an obvious choice. And because I genuinely enjoy it, especially if it's a book, I mean, I'll, I'll talk about some of these examples, but especially if it's a book that I can just, I don't ever want to put down. I love those moments where you only want to know what happens next. And not all of the books create that feeling. It's very, very rare. I think there are about 20 to 25 books in my life that have ever created that feeling of not ever wanting to put it down. But when you find that, like the journey that you feel is incredible. And 
I think everyone has different areas of books that they prefer. You know, I have friends who love starting books. I have friends who love the middle of books. I think finishing books, like knowing how the story ends is absolutely beautiful. Could be an anxiety thing because it's the one thing you can control because you kind of know like where it's going, what's happening, even if you don't like it necessarily. But that's definitely something that I think isn't sort of a an obvious choice about reading is that it reduces stress and you can completely just step out it is in some capacities depending on on what you're reading for example it's a mental workout for your brain especially if you're doing something that you find challenging or something that you want to develop in like for example i a couple of months ago read a book completely on bitcoin and blockchains because i didn't understand because i didn't feel that the information that i was getting was sufficient enough to understand so what i did was is that i I literally just got a book. I googled some books. And one thing that's so incredible about here that I think is so underutilized, I know that I didn't use it at all in America or or really ever in South Africa either, but is the library. So I googled up some books and I regularly get books here in Stockholm from our local library and just read a complete book about mastering Bitcoin and, and the blockchain. So that was really, really interesting to do and I think that from this like challenging yourself with books that you may not understand or areas that you're interested in but don't really understand it helps you find new ways of solving problems and looking at different situations I think that one of the things that I sort of stood with is as well is that because of the sort of impact of everything going on towards like mental health for example reading definitely also adds an additional security in terms of memory improvements I mean, helping with focus and and sort of productivity. But I think the simple reason that someone should read is just from the entertainment and enjoyment perspective. Because I don't know how many people have this if they are someone who reads or has ever read a book that has become a movie. If a book has become a movie and I watch the movie first, it is 99.9% likely likely (laughs) that I will not read the book and just stand off of the movie. An example of this is Ready Player One. I have recommended this to a bunch of my friends and they've read the books because I've heard such incredible things about the book. I own the book as well, but I have not yet sat down and actually read it because I want quite a bit of time to pass to hopefully read it and just completely immerse myself in that world because I've read the second, it's good. It's not as great as the first, in my opinion, but it is something that was definitely a fun journey and just a sort of adventure. And I think there's a couple of books like that. I know that one of the most sort of enjoyed franchises is The Six of Crows. It's a book by Lieber, and it's actually a series that is coming out. She does Shadow of Bone, which is a series coming out actually this week, I think, on Netflix. And I think what's so fun about her books is that you're completely immersed in a world where it's like action adventure suspense sort of the unknown and it's so much fun again not the best book I know that people love her books and I thought it was great but not particularly my favorite either and that also brings me to another one so I think one thing that's so cool about when you're having discussions around books and reading is that your favorite book could be your best mate's least favorite book and I've had this experience with, for example, like, I love the book Normal People by Sally Rooney. If you've never seen read the book, please go and read it. It's absolutely fantastic. The writing is 
absolutely stand out. So please just go out and read it. And if you don't feel like reading it, at least watch the show because it's phenomenal. And the characters, the actors, everything was just superb. So I think with that example, one of my friends actually was like, Belle, it's the worst book I've ever read. And I was like, what? How? And even popular like book YouTubers. So for those who don't know, book YouTube is a thing that it exists. And there are some incredible people on book YouTube actually who recommend books every single video one of them for example is paperback dreams it's a girl named Kat and she does that there's a girl named Noelle Gallagher she's one of my favorites she recommends a book bunch of books she goes book haul shopping and and shows you her books and she receives a bunch of books as well she has an incredible dog it's so so cute so I think things like that are always so much fun and then there's also a Gabby Reads super fun so yeah i think if you want to start somewhere it should obviously be trying to find something that you almost know you'll like so that was my first tip actually of how can you actually start reading more i would suggest trying to find a book close to some of your favorite shows or movies even musics for example one of my favorite books is daisy jones and the six which is a book centered off sort of a musical adventure of a band so a pop star who joins a band and I think if you want to go sort of on these fun, like old school adventures, that's a, a great book to start off with. So try finding a book close to some of your favorites as well. And then also by watching people like Noel Gallagher, Gabby Reads, Paperback Dreams, things like that to just sort of immerse yourself in there. And I have a bunch more that I like sort of really, really like. I have some some authors that I sort of look to for books and, and things like that. But just those three are some of the the bigger ones they are obviously people who are like sort of up and coming so for example noel gallagher has a friend called elias he makes great great videos i'm reading one of his suggestions now called the starless sea so for sure some really really cool books included there and then i think another way to sort of prioritize reading time and lately i've really been struggling with this it's like getting off of your screen and not watching tv but really prioritizing reading is trying to get outside i think because i've been so like sort of a homebody it's been really hard to now like take the time where it's so easy to watch tv to sort of make it as easy to read so that is definitely something i would say like finding if the weather allows, for example, is try reading outside or in a cafe, something really nice is like a park or a beach. I think people take it for granted. Like you can just go sit outside and just take a nice book and just sort of escape into that and find your ebb and flow or take some headphones and listen to an audiobook or, or something like that. And, and having said that, if you don't really know what you want, there are some phenomenal book podcasts out there as well that you can definitely listen into I've done a few episodes on some books if you want to sort of get a taste of what you could find for example I did one on the culture map green lights by Matthew McConaughey is another one that I've done and I have a few lined up that I'll definitely do but I think some of those could really sort of be an appetizer for some of you to really uh, get your teeth into some of those books so definitely start somewhere there and then I think for me, people also sort of, the caveat of that question is always, so when do you find the time? Like, when do you read? How do you sort of make it work with work and, 
and everything like that. And for me, as I said before, I listen and I read. So if I know I'm having a pretty busy day, so when I'm cleaning, I'll either listen to a podcast or I'll listen to one of my books, especially if it's a great book. I'll just sit there and sort of take some time and, and get deep into my book and play it for a couple of hours. And especially if you have to do like ad hoc stuff. So let's say any admin or, or anything like that, like homework and stuff. I think listening to books is a great way to do it. Especially if you sort of can find a voice that you like. Like for my, for Eric, he listens to the voice for a couple of minutes to see if it's someone he would actually want to spend listening to a few hours. I also read at about 1.5 times or two times the speed, depending on how relaxed I would say the the sort of speaker of the book is. So for example, I listened to both Becoming and A Promise Then by the Michelle and Barack Obama and I listened to almost both of those between 1.8 and 2 because it was quite a relaxed speed at which they were reading. So those ones I sort of breeze through quicker because I mean they're like 29 hours long. So I am also gonna say and this one for like some of the people and I would say the bigger book community it's that I don't read the same book all the time. I will, like when you're watching Netflix, you don't want to keep watching the same thing. You want to break or you want to just feel something out for a little bit longer. It doesn't mean that you don't like the book or don't like the TV show. It's just you want to, you know, have different things, kind of like food. You don't want to eat the same things all the time or every single day. I mean, I have friends who eat this primarily the same food every single day. I... Yeah, but I, it's just something that really works for me. I really like having a few books that I'm reading and specifically listening to. Like when I'm reading, reading, I try and read the same ones. Otherwise, I sort of get distracted and don't come. And then some of them I just don't touch and I'll come back to them in a few months. So, for example, I didn't touch one of the books for like, I think like four months. And then I came back and then I finished it in like two days. So it's just finding, you know, your rhythms and flows, like how you think things could work for you I think is a really big one and once you have that sort of trajectory of how you want to map out how you like to read it'll only get easier you'll find authors you like you'll find areas you like you'll find genres you like and there's all these sub-genres as well so I think that's definitely one so to get into like some of my favorite books that I recommend that you read especially if you haven't read for a while or let's say you haven't read at all I mean there's no judgment it's, but it's a perfect time to start reading. I think it will be great. One and one of my favorite ones that I read last year, The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett. Incredible book, a journey like none other. It's gritty. It's, I think it's very honest. I think it comes from a place of someone living unapologet unapologetically themselves. And whether it's, I mean, for you to discuss whether that's good, that's bad, it's definitely a point of discussion, but it is what it is. It's about two twins who set off in life in various different directions. And that's all I'm going to say about the book. The only thing that I'll comment on is the fact that I genuinely love her writing. I really want to read another book of hers. I know she has a book called The Mothers as well, if I'm correct. And if it's anything like The Vanishing Half, I think it will absolutely captivate you as a as a reader. And I mean, she has me hooked already, so I will probably just keep buying her books. And I think she's absolutely incredible and an author to just keep watching. So The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett is something that everyone, I think, should take some time, research. As I said before, you don't want to read the book. Do yourself a favor. There's 
a bunch of different platforms. You can have Audible, for example, or Scribbit, where it's unlimited amounts of books, I think for $9.99 a month, about less than 125 crowns a month, given the exchange rate around. So that's one of the books. It's a fiction book. The next book, I <laughs> I think I've beaten this drum quite a few times, but it's Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. It's absolutely incredible. I think my biggest takeaway from the book is he talks about how to detach from sort of the inconsequential and really sort of focus on others and to sort of live like and think like a monk. Like how do you sort of come from these holistic perspectives and really just simplify a lot of things for yourself? Absolutely incredible. I think one thing that I've always sort of resonated, especially one thing that I now do and practice a lot is like resetting your nerves. He teaches you this breathing and meditation technique called it's like a four second uh, technique. So you breathe in for four, you hold for four and you breathe out for four. And it just sort of resets your nervous structure. I find it very helpful for my anxiety. I do a lot of things for my anxiety to sort of aid in those regards. Walking, uh, there's an app called Dare, which is a sort of technique to help with anxiety. I find it really helpful. If you struggle with anxiety, I cannot recommend it enough. My whole family knows about it, my friends, everyone knows that that is sort of my my sanctum of where I look to for, for help and guidance there. But I think breathing techniques, sort of stretching and just sort of coming to stillness with yourself is really, really important at certain occasions. And I think this book sort of opens your mind. And if you are one of those people who are like, this sounds like a whole bunch of bullshit, I challenge you to read that book and still have that perspective. Because if he hasn't convinced you, I... I mean, hats off to you if you, you aren't convinced, but fair enough. Definitely cha challenge me and change my mind. And then one that I've already done, you can go listen to it, is Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Absolute killer book. Talking about how you can sort of take these moments that are like traffic lights in life, not really look at them as sort of the things that's stopping you, but how can you challenge them to enable you to move forward? So something that I absolutely loved. And the next one is called Love and Gelato. I I absolutely adore the series of these books. There's Love and Gelato, there's Love and Olives, there's Love and Luck. So the series actually follows Love and Gelato, Love and Luck, Love and Olives. And you don't have to read them in order. I think she's written them so you don't really have to. I would recommend you do so because each character sort of ties into one another a little bit. It's like so blippy that if you started with love and olives you may not even notice it but it's absolutely incredible and the thing that i like so it's a young adult romance book and the reason that i love this author's writing so so much it's incredible is the fact that she hasn't just taken a story of you know a kid goes overseas has a study abroad experience and falls in love no no there is it's it's only can be what is <laughs> simulated to sort of like an onion feeling. There are layers and there are dimensions and people have such character development and such a journey that you just feel so a part of it. And there's so many fun things going. So there's music festivals. There's obviously a trip to Italy and a trip to Greece and adventure and mystery and thrill. But I think deep down, it's also coming from such a human perspective that you're like, wow, you know, to have someone, I think, vocalize that for people who are younger, especially when I know specifically that a lot of people sometimes have the attitude that, you know, if you're at that age, what do you have to be sad about? What do you have to be struggling with? And I think this puts a lot of voice, not for everyone, right? It's, it's 
probably one perspective, but it's something that at least is trying to open that door and saying, you know, people who are younger or people who are coming from various different facets of life, it's not always what things seem to be. It's not always what they are. And you can sort of have these experiences and sort of come to terms with a lot of things. And I think she's done it in such a way where it's not only relatable, but it's also so beautifully written. She's genuinely one of my favorite authors and I cannot wait to read more from her if she chooses to write more as well. So definitely love and gelato. I will also link all of these books in the episode notes so you can either go and look them up, give them a chance and hopefully read them. Please let me know if you do. You can slide into the DMs for the Everything With Val podcast on Instagram. There's also Twitter, Everything Val. And please just let me know. I would really love to hear your thoughts. It would be great. The next is actually another book. So it's called Clap When You Land. And it's about two sisters who find each other after the passing of their dad. I'm not going to say much more than that, but it's written in a way where I actually promote, I didn't do this, but a lot of booktubers and sort of people in the book community, as it were, have recommended that you listen to it as an audiobook. And I can only imagine how beautiful it is because she writes in a stanza poetry style that is exceptional. I'm not a person who likes poetry. I wish that I were. I think I'm warming up to it. One of my dream books to read and hopefully will read one day is also I Love Halsey, the music artist, and she wrote a book of poetry. And I've read some of the experts of it and it's absolutely incredible. But Clap When You Land is written in such a way where it makes you stop and you're like dead in your tracks and you are just absolutely captivated by what is happening all around you. So I definitely recommend the book Clap When You Land. It's honestly such a delightful book the next book that I will genuinely recommend and I've I've had Eric read it I've bought it for my dad I've bought it for Eric's dad as well and a lot of people around me and it's Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins and for those of you who, for example listen to the Joe Rogan podcast will know him quite well but he is a Navy SEAL who completely transformed his life and teaches people to master their mind it is a book not for the faint-hearted he definitely has quite an intense upbringing and a story that really is very tough to get through at certain points of his book but it motivates the living shit out of you i swear to you it pushes you to a perspective that you can not only do more but that you are more and i think for me it was one of the books that really pushed me to to like honestly feel better at certain points last year when feeling so low so can't hurt me is a book that I'll probably take with me for the rest of my life and the exceptional thing actually about listening to his audiobook is that he actually has like these little podcast sessions after every chapter where he discusses the book with the person that helps write it and also narrates the book as well so I think if you want to have that extra additional bonuses as it were it's it's very beneficial for you to listen to the book but if anything genuinely read that book because it is so powerful it is so motivating and it is just such a good fucking book i'm sorry but it is such a good book so that's definitely one and the next one is these are all some of the books that i actually read last year specifically but this one is something that stands out for me because it is codename variety And it's a book about two friends who get 
sort of stranded in occupied France during World War II. The thing about this book is that it's again a book where things are not what they seem. It has character development that is so incredible you kind of are left speechless and the second is that it talks about friendship in such a capacity where I think if you were wondering if you had lost faith in friendship this would probably revive it. For me it made me feel so grateful about friendships because there were so many different friends who I saw throughout the book and what we had been through and such things that I'm so so grateful to have experienced with them but also I'm so appreciative of them I look up to them for these reasons and I think it's it's such a I I don't even know I'm at a loss for words to describe the entire like impact of the book because it's just genuinely one of those books where you walk away from it being absolutely grateful that it was written so genuinely give Codename Variety a look the next book that I would recommend, it's a fun romance book. It comes from a very different perspective. It's called The Kiss Quotient. It's about a young lady who suffers from autism and she actually hires a professional male escort to teach her how to be with other people. And it is absolutely beautiful. I love obviously that it's a lot more diverse and inclusive. But it really talks about love from a more realistic perspective. It's not two hot people meet, they fall in love, they get married, children come, blah, blah, blah. I think everyone can almost guess some of those books that I'm mentioning. But (laughs) this is something, and it's a series. So the next one is called The Brightest. That's the second book, which follows a member of the family from the first one. But I definitely think it is such a fun, easy read. And I think I got through this book in less than 24 hours because I had to go to bed because it was pretty late when I started it. So... Definitely give the Kiss Quotient a look up. Absolutely stunning book. And the writing is just sensational. The next book that I will actually mention is Broke Millennial. Stop scraping by and get your financial life together. So this comes from another nonfiction perspective. And I think this one just sort of simplifies finance perspectives, concepts, everything that sort of has complexity and really motivates you to reset your relationship with money. It's something that I found very helpful when people ask me advice for finance book. It's the number one book that I recommend and she has a follow-up bunch of books. So the Broke Millennial talk uh, takes on investing and then the third one that she just released this year actually, which is Broke Millennial Talks Money. So definitely give Erin Lowry a look up. It's absolutely incredible. I really enjoy her finance books and cannot wait to read more of them in the future, hopefully. And the last book that I will recommend now for anyone who would like to see more recommendations or just wants to look up some of these books, I will also include my Goodreads. Goodreads is a platform owned actually by Amazon, but it's basically a book tracker where you can put in what books you're reading. That is how I know how many books I read last year. I haven't sort of made a list and kept count, but it just genuinely makes it. You can set goals for yourself. You can get book recommendations and connect with other people around the world in the book community. It's really great. So if you want to go on there and see some of my favorites, you can see some of these books that I've read. And most of these are within my five-star categories. So have a look at them there. But the last one is The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is the another book by from the author that wrote Daisy Jones and the Six. I cannot even... 
I don't think how I'm going to describe this book will do it justice. I just had my friend Charlotte actually read the book and it's it's something with so many layers. I think that what the book challenges is that the societal narrative around something specifically with this is about fame and the expectations that we have on people are one just realistic sort of unhealthy toxic and not enough sort of human empathy is given the book talks about so many different factors from abuse it has a couple of trigger warnings in these books so please be uh, aware of those as well but this book is something that takes you on an incredible life of what can only be described as an incredible woman she is someone that was revered hated praised appreciated denounced so many different things by society in hollywood it is a fiction book so she's not actually a real character from what i believe how having said that though she you know when i started reading the book i was like oh, okay a famous actress in, in hollywood at the time with with the ambition to be famous and have fame and money how how deep can you go and shit was i wrong i was proven not wrong once, but multiple, multiple times. And it's the book that I probably recommend the most of the time to people who really enjoy fiction and really could appreciate the the storyline behind it. It's something that, for example, I recommended and called my mom while I was reading it, sort of tear-eyed and saying, you know, you have to read this book because I think that we should be so grateful that a book like this does exist. And I, yeah, I absolutely tore through this book. It's some of these books I absolutely sort of just uh train railed through and just completely consumed within less than 24 hours so on one note that's also a bad thing sometimes because then you you've ended it and then you're left there sort of like shit what happens next like what actually can I do now because it's just been finished for me but yeah absolutely incredible but yeah now you have some of my my favorite books you, you know why I think people should read more and what are sort of the benefits of it and how I think you can definitely do that. But just give it a try, one page at a time, 10 pages, 100 pages, whatever works for you. But I I promise you that if you give books a chance, it'll be worthwhile and in your best interest. There are books for everyone in almost every single category. It just takes a little bit of research. It does take time to, to not only read them, but to find things that you like and I want to thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Everything With Wild podcast. If you have any feedback at all, I'm always, always open to hearing it. You can connect with me at, at Everything With Wild on Instagram. And also I leave a link below with all of the different ways that you can connect with me. Please share this with a friend, a family member, anyone who can help us grow the show and rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Having said that, I wish everyone a great, great week. Enjoy all of these reading tips. And until next time, bye-bye.